America. We are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hello and welcome to the Money Nerds Podcast, where owning a calculator, budgeting your money, and having a net worth is actually cool. I'm your host, Whitney Hansen, and each week I'll be chatting with inspiring people to learn their secrets to financial success. Now let's dive into the show. A couple years ago, I started a tradition of reposting one of my favorite segments or series that I've ever done on this podcast. It's the last 30 days challenge. And while we are not in the last 30 days of this year, precisely, the weeks coming are going to be a few different replays. This is a four part replay. And I think you're going to really get some value from this. It's going to help you reflect on the year. It's going to help you plan for the upcoming year and create some really great habits to support your new found goals. If you enjoy this series, please do me the biggest favor and leave a five star review or share this with somebody that you care about. It really does help this podcast get in front of more people, which is one of my goals for the upcoming year. So Let's kick this episode off with a really good discussion about money mindset. Hey guys, so this time of year, I'm always reflecting on what can I do better in my business, in my life, and all of this stuff so I can set up the next year with optimal success. And then I remembered last year, I did this last 30 days challenge and it was four weeks worth of content. It was phenomenal and it covered all things mindset to setting your life up to setting better goals. It was really good. So I've re-listened to that entire series and because I found so much value, which sounds weird when you find value from your own advice. I know that sounds like kind of lame, but hey, I'm just being real. I thought that this would be a really good one to republish. So I want you guys to re-listen to this. So how this is going to work is I'm going to share week one today, and then I'm going to share week two next week. And then over New Year's week, we're going to release the last two episodes. So it's going to be two weeks worth of content. So you're actually going to get like a double whammy. It'll be fun. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I found a ton of value from it. And I know you guys did last year as well. So I think you're going to again this year. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoy this episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode. This time of year always has me incredibly reflective. I find that the end of 2018 and in December in general, I'm starting to reflect on my goals and my opportunities and all the cool things that have happened, all the wins, all the losses, truly every little area of my life. And what I find is that a lot of us, a lot of us, myself included in a ton of ways, start to slow down this time of year. We put our foot off the gas. We just slow down. And basically we have an entire year's worth of work that we just push pause on during December. We pick it back up in January. We get excited about New Year's resolutions. We start to set those. And once again, we find ourselves in the same type of cycle. So this year I've noticed that I don't want to live my life that way. I'm trying to do things a little bit differently. I'm trying to switch it up. And what I find is that if everybody else is taking their foot off the gas during December, if I just trudge through a little bit more, if I give a little bit more effort, I truly believe that that's the difference between successful people and people that still don't have the goals that they accomplish. Because if everybody's not working during December, everyone's just hanging out with family and friends and doing Christmas shopping and 
not really thinking about their own goals, then that gives you a leg up. And so I'm starting to realize that. So that's why I'm creating this last 30 days challenge. And each week I'm going to show you exactly what I'm doing to help me get through and trudge through the the rest of the year so that I end on a really high note and I start January on a positive note. I'm already a step ahead of the game. And I think that you can win 2019 by focusing on these last 30 days. So this first week is something that is a little bit different for me. So I've been noticing that since I've become self-employed, this is almost weird to say. I, I have a great business and I'm so stoked about it, but I've noticed that my money mindset has been not where I want it to be. And so it makes sense, right? When you're self-employed, you have certain periods of income where it's really, really great and certain periods where it's still great, but it's down. And that that really, that variable, the hills and valleys, has been kind of messing with me a little bit. And so I know it comes down to my mindset. It comes down to the way I view this. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but I have to do things a little bit differently and I have to view it from a different lens. So that's why week one, this first week of the last 30 days challenge, is completely focused on our mindset. So let's talk about this for a second. I think our mindset is something that we think is a little too woo-woo. We immediately disregard it. But it's incredibly important because what I've come to realize is that everything comes down to our thoughts. Our thoughts are what's directly impacting everything. So here's something that I think is super interesting. In the personal development world, I actually first learned this from, I think it was Jack Canfield forever ago, but it was really fascinating because Brooke Castillo from the Life Coach School has done an incredible job of really making this a little bit more mainstream. And what this whole concept is, it all comes down to our thoughts because our thoughts create our feelings. And our feelings create our actions, and then our actions create our results. And so it's so fascinating to think that everything that you see in your life, every result that you have comes down to your thoughts, and your thoughts are basically your mindset. So let's think this through, because I think it kind of makes sense inherently, but let's put an example to this. If you are trying to pay off debt, maybe that's your big goal. You want to pay off your credit card within one year. So let's say your credit card is a $5,000 balance, and you're looking at your overall picture, but you truly don't believe that you can do it. You don't really truly believe it. You think you can. You've seen people do it, but you don't think it's possible for yourself. That's your thought. Now, your thought creates this feeling of inadequacy. Maybe you're not enough. We're not not good enough. Like We have so much feelings of low self-esteem in a lot of ways, and that all stems from that one thought. But if you feel like crap, if you feel like you truly can't accomplish cool things in your life, you can't pay off that credit card, you're not going to take actions that lead you to paying off that credit card. That action is not going to be there because you feel terrible. You feel like you're not good enough. And that's where I think it's so important that we focus on our mindset. Yes, it might seem a little woo-woo, but at the end of the day, if you look at your life, everything about your life right now, if you are not happy with your life, you have to work on your mindset because that's what it comes down to. Thoughts create feelings. Feelings create actions. Actions create results. So that's why it's so important. And that's one of the things that I've been noticing in my own personal life that I needed to improve a little bit. The results I was getting were, they're great. I'm very, very proud of the business I've built, but there's a lot of ways that I can be doing better. I can be reaching more people, helping more people. And so it all comes down to my mindset. So here's where to start if you're trying to improve your mindset. First, you have to get clear on what type of mindset you have. What is your current mindset? Is it coming from a place of scarcity or is it more of an abundant mindset? So let's talk about each of the differences because they're really different for sure. A scarcity mindset comes from a place of lack. 
If you've ever said to yourself, it takes money to make money, everyone's doing well but me, I can't seem to get ahead no matter what I try, you might have a scarcity mindset if you've ever found yourself saying those things. The other really crazy thing, here are some other signs of a scarcity mindset. If you find that you're really impulsive with money, you spend money and then you look at your account and you're like, crap, I have no money. What did I do? I just blew through my entire paycheck. That typically comes from a place of scarcity. We'll talk about why in just a second. If you ever find that you you spend money and you just never seem to have enough for your financial goals, you're not prioritizing your financial goals in the future because you're more excited about immediate gratification or having fun in the short run, that can also be a place of scarcity. If you struggle with being financially generous, if giving money just kind of freaks you out because you feel like, I can't give money because I need the money for my own bills, that could also be scarcity. If you believe that situations are permanent rather than temporary, scarcity. I find a lot of people with scarcity mindset also fall into that victim mentality and they linger on why life has been so unfair to them. Look, I get it, guys. Life can kick you incredibly hard when you least expect it. It is not always fair. This is a fact. We all go through hard times. Some hard times are worse than others for sure, but at the end of the day, you are not going to have a perfect life where you've never had any struggle. We all struggle in very, very different ways. And nobody, nobody can judge your struggle as worse than another person's. It's all about how we experience it and how we feel it. So it, I just wanted to put that out there, that life is unfair. I get that. But if you are dwelling on how life is so unfair and how life has wronged you over and over and over again, and that is preventing you from living a kick-ass life and taking control and empowering yourself and others around you because you feel like life has been so cruel to you, that could be a scarcity mindset. I also find that if you see very successful people, financially successful people, you see somebody in the news like Kylie Jenner just got a billion dollar business. She's one of the youngest people in the world to ever get to that level. That's incredible, right? That's something that we should be celebrating. But instead, if you find yourself not celebrating and saying, wow, what can I learn from her? If you immediately start to, to just hit her and kick her when she's down and break her down and say, no, she's only a billion dollar business because her family was famous and she came from a place of wealth. If you find yourself doing that, that actually is a scarcity mindset. We're going to talk about that one a little bit later as well. And then I also find that if you have a hard time spending money, so maybe you're an extra hoarder, you save so much money that you feel guilty when you spend. This is one of the things that I struggle with personally then you might have a scarcity mindset. And so what I've found is that a lot of times it shows up in different ways. When we hear scarcity mindset, we immediately think of the miser that's like hoarding all the cash and not spending anything or the Grinch, but that's not at all what this is. A lot of times people that have extreme spending problems, maybe they carry a huge amount of credit card debt because they're impulsive. That is from a scarcity mindset because subconsciously these people believe that they need to spend every single thing that they have because they might not get that money again. It's so interesting. It's very twisted. You wouldn't think it's the case, but that is a direct scarcity mindset. That excessive spending 100% comes from the place of you think that you may not have that money again. So you need to spend it while you still have it. 
So it's quite fascinating. So first you have to get clear on what that means for you. Are you coming from a place of scarcity or in general, do you have a more abundant mindset? An abundant mindset to me is just a much more mature outlook. So the maturity in the way you view life and money in general, when you honor your budget, you respect your money, you truly believe that there's plenty to go around and you're starting to live your life in abundance from that, that mindset, that is what we all need to aspire to get to, but it's a little bit tricky to get there for sure. It takes some time. So if you do have an abundant mindset, then usually you have a really easy time setting a budget and sticking to it because you know that you have plenty. You have everything that you need. What I find is in me, in in my opinion, an abundant mindset comes down to very conscious contentment. It's this concept of, I don't need anything else because I can always get this later should I need to. Need to. It's not like I have to buy this right now. I have to be impulsive. It's a very, very different place. And so I think that ultimate contentment is what we're all striving for. And that contentment, in my opinion, is an abundant mindset. It's that, that whole concept of, I've got everything I need. The universe is taking care of me. I've always got a flow of money. And if I don't right now, I will tomorrow. It's okay. Versus that scarcity mindset of I have to spend every single thing I have or I have to save every single penny because it may not come back to me later. So first you have to get clear with your current mindset. Which one is that for you? And it takes a little bit of self-reflection. It's actually incredibly almost embarrassing. You feel bad when you find that you're actually coming from a place of scarcity. But it's fascinating and it's very critical that you figure out what your current mindset is. The second thing you have to start doing is figuring out your self-talk. What is your self-talk? I started doing this a little while ago and it kind of almost made me cry. I felt so bad on how rude I was to myself. So here's what you do. Get a little notebook and then every single time that you find yourself talking bad to yourself, you, you speak negatively to yourself, just do a little chicken scratch, do a little mark on the notebook and just track it. And at the end of the day, look at how many times you have talked down to yourself. Oh my gosh, guys, when I did this, I didn't realize I was such a jerk to myself. I had no idea. The first day, and this is the first day that I consciously noticed it, was 15 times per day that I said crappy, negative things to myself. Things like, I'll never be successful, or God, I'm such an idiot. I always mess up everything, or I'll never be rich. I'm always going to be in debt. These are the kinds of things that we tell ourselves all the time. And when you track it, you can start to become aware of it. You start to realize that you don't want to talk to yourself that way. Why would you? That's so incredibly cruel. So the thing about writing stuff down and the thing about negative self-talk in general is whatever we repeat, we start to believe. Repetition is what changes our habits. We talked about this in a previous episode when we talked about changing habits. And if you're repeating terrible, terrible things to yourself all day long. I'll never be rich. I'll never be successful. I suck. I'm an idiot. I'm stupid. I can't do anything right. When you tell yourself that all day long, you start to believe it subconsciously. And when you start to believe it, remember that's your thought that creates your feeling, this feeling of inadequacy, this feeling that we're not good enough. And that feeling directly impacts your actions. If you feel like crap, you're not going to go apply for the amazing new promotion. You're not going to go stretch yourself in your career. You're not going to side hustle. You're not going to do any of that stuff because you feel like garbage. You feel like you're not worthy. And so that's why it's so important that you start to track and figure out what are you actually saying to yourself that you don't even realize. Once you become aware of it, you can start to change it. 
good leader knows their limits. They know how to delegate. They know where they're needed. They know when they're needed. When it comes to hiring, Indeed can be a founder's right-hand man. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible, because you can do it all. Attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. I really love Indeed's virtual interviews. It allows you to message, schedule, and interview top talent seamlessly all in one place with Indeed. There's no need to install anything extra. Indeed's virtual interviews work from your browser. This allows you to interview virtually with no downloads, plugins, or purchases. You can do it all in one place with Indeed. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash money nerds. Get a $75 credit at indeed.com slash money nerds, indeed.com slash money nerds. This offer is valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, so I'm going to get really weird with you guys for a second because when I started to notice how terrible I was talking to myself and I wanted to change that, one of the things that I had to do is I had to humanize my thoughts. It's important that you respect your thoughts because what you're thinking might have some basis, but a lot of times it's just delusion. We just talk negatively for I don't know why, honestly, I really don't. I think our brains just inherently go to that place first. But what I started to do is I started to name my self-talk. I know this sounds really weird, but that's okay. Weird works in a lot of ways. So I named my self-talk Agatha. And every single time I hear Agatha starting to chime in and give her input, I immediately stop and say, shut up, Agatha. And then I follow it up with my mantra. So my mantra is, at this exact moment, good things happen to me at all, all the time. Good things are always happening to me. Or I am successful. I am worthy. Whatever mantra you're trying to cultivate, I will pay off debt. Shut up, Agatha. That's what you can start to do. And I told my mom this the other day, and I was kind of embarrassed, but it's a very common thing in personal development. If you can just separate the negativity from your normal life, it really helps because it almost humanizes that. And you can put it aside and say, you're wrong. Why are you saying these things, mind? But if you name it, I don't know, to me, it's a little cheesy, but it totally works. So try it. Don't knock it till you try it for sure. So no surprise, when you start to change your perspective, you start to notice that good things do happen to you. So when I start to say, Agatha, you're wrong, I have great things happen all the time, I start to notice good things all the time. I start to notice there's a penny on the ground and I start to feel wealthy, like the universe is sending me money. I know this is, you guys are like, Whitney, you are strange, but that's okay. That's okay. So I find that penny on the ground and I really do believe that it, that's my, my cue, that's my wealth, and that money is constantly flowing to me. Or somebody opens up the door for you, but you have this place of everyone sucks and people were rude and and you think that all people are negative and awful people, but yet you see people opening the door and holding it for you. When you change your perspective, you start to notice the good in the world. And I think at the end of the day, I hope we all want to be a little bit more positive and notice the good stuff instead of all the negativity. There's plenty of negativity, but there's a lot more good in the world if you're actually looking for it and if you're training your mind to find it. The next thing to do when you start to change your mindset is to listen to how you judge others. This is so eye-opening, you guys. When I started to realize how I was judging people, that's when it started to really hit me that what I judge in people is directly impacting my results. So let's break this down. 
if you think that wealthy people are evil or just total assholes and wealthy people are, they're just jerks. They step on people to get ahead. That's the only reason why they have this success that they have. If you believe that when you judge somebody, you see that Kylie Jenner and you're like, ah, she's only there because she stepped over people and she was just a jerk and she put her family aside. When you say that, what you are also telling yourself is, I don't want to be successful because if I'm successful, I'm going to treat people that way too. That's immediately what you're telling yourself. So subconsciously, you start to believe that. And then that equates to self-sabotage. When we start to believe that we should not have certain results, because if we have those results, then we're going to become jerks like those people too. Why on earth would you ever want those results? Right? You're not going to do that because you immediately start to think that this is going to be a really negative thing. So be really careful about how you judge people because whatever you say when you judge people is probably going to be reflective of your own life as well. So instead of that, the next tip that I like to give people is if you do find that you're judging people in negative ways when it comes to wealth and success and financial stuff especially, is to figure out what can you do to change that. Because ultimately, what we believe is what has been modeled to us. So think this through. If we were kids and your parents always said, money is really hard to come by. It's incredibly hard to come by. And you see your your family, your parents just blow through money and not be very, very great with it and always struggle and have a negative relationship with money. That's what's been modeled to you your entire life. You are probably going to believe that yourself until you find people that prove otherwise. Until we start to have that mindset shift when we see there's another option for you. It's not just what your parents have taught you. Once you start to realize that, you can start to change that. But ultimately, it takes a little bit of maturity and it takes a place of being open-minded enough to say there's got to be a better way. This is not the only way. There's got to be other ways that I can change this stuff. And my life is better than just what has been modeled to me. I actually noticed this as a real thing when I was having coffee with one of my good friends. And we were sitting there. And at this time, this was years ago, I was super into Jack Canfield and all of his teachings. And I listened to one specific YouTube video that he created. And it had completely rocked my world. I loved it so, so much. And it was so fascinating. He has a really great career. He had just built Chicken Soup for the Soul. He was kicking butt. He was doing the success principles. He was an author. He was a speaker. And I'm watching his life, and I admired literally everything about his career. I remember thinking, I want this to be my life. This is going to be my future. And so I sent her this video because I thought it was incredibly interesting and very important because he also talked a little bit about finances in this video and how to manage your finances appropriately and honor your money. And a few days later, she sat down and she said, you know, I watched the video and the video was really good. I I enjoyed it. But then I started to research a little bit more about Jack Canfield and I found that he was actually a huge jerk to his son. His son said that he was just an ass and he just did not take the time to build up a good relationship with his son. And this was her exact words. I don't want to make that much money if I have to ignore my kid. Ouch, right? So this is a huge assumption. This is a very bold assumption because what she's inherently saying is if I get to a certain level of extreme wealth and extreme success, that means that I'm going to be a total jerk to my family. And that is not necessarily the reason he has a poor relationship with his son. We're assuming, we're making really bold assumptions, but ultimately that's not the case. What if what if the son had some deeper rooted issues? What if there was a lot more to it than just his success with money? 
But when we tell ourselves, when we say out loud, the only reason that this is happening is because of their results, then we're immediately limiting our ability to have an amazing career and a great deal of wealth. So be incredibly careful about that. And when you find that you are practicing what's been modeled to you, when you start to see yourself say those things, it's really easy to start to change it. All you have to do is find case studies, listen to podcasts like this one or others that are more about people's personal journeys. What this does when you start to find examples of people that are living amazing lives in all areas that you personally admire and respect, it starts to change your norm. Your norm does not become, if I have extreme wealth, I'm a jerk to my kid. That's not what it is anymore. Your norm doesn't become, I watched my parents struggle with money for years and they told me that money was incredibly hard to come by, so therefore that's playing out in my life as well. There's different ways of viewing the world and ultimately you have to find case studies that support the vision that you want for your life. It's not that difficult, but remember, it takes repetition. Repetition is the key to changing your habits. Every little thing that you do needs to be repeatable every single day so that you're starting to change your mindset. So here's the action steps to help you so you can actually immediately take action this next week and start to have an amazing, abundant money mindset. First is to take that honest assessment and figure out if you have a scarcity mindset or if you have an abundant mindset. This one's tough. I understand. Takes a little bit of soul searching, but really truly ask yourself, is it a place of scarcity or is it a place of abundance? And then for the next week, one solid week, I want you to grab a notebook and track how many times you talk negatively to yourself. Just make that little scratch on your notebook and just become aware of how often you're telling yourself negative things. And the next step I want you to do is to think about really wealthy people, and I want you to write down your thoughts about them. So find incredibly wealthy people, people that you like, people that you don't like, and start to jot down your thoughts. Because if you believe negatively about wealthy people, you're probably not going to have a ton of wealth yourself. Then take those negative beliefs that you have about people in general, successful people, and then find case studies This can be podcasts, blogs, biographies, documentaries, whatever it takes that prove that that is an incorrect assumption. And then lastly, this is a little woo-woo too, but meditation is the bomb. Download the Calm meditation app and then start going through the seven days of self-esteem training. So do this every single night before bed and you'll start to understand a little bit more about yourself, your thought process, and where it's all coming from. That is it for week one of our last 30 days challenge. If you go through these steps, I can promise you it'll make a huge difference in the way that you view money. Now, next week, we're going to be talking about how to set better financial goals so that you have a positive money mindset. You're continuing that work forward. And now you're putting this into an action plan that you can start 2019 off on the exact right foot. And do me the biggest favor in the world. If you have enjoyed this episode, if you've learned something new, if this has impacted you in any way, take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram to let me know that you are listening. It means the world to me. And if you haven't done so already, also subscribe and leave a review for the podcast. Seriously, it helps the podcast in so many ways, get in front of more people and attract really high quality guests. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have enjoyed this first week's training all about your money mindset. And I will see you next week for another episode of the Money Nerds Podcast. Bye.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.